Welcome to Jean and Mike do the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. So on this very lucky Friday, because it's not February the 13th, did you do the crossword? I did. And were you lucky? Well, I think I was lucky, yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because I could hardly believe I solved it. Oh. I, I, I was... Um, I was having a little bit of trouble just about everywhere, Mm -hmm. but just kept uh, chipping away at it and eventually got it all filled in. The power of grit. It was. And, you know, it it was so daunting just to look at it. It reminded me of like a a lawnmower blade or something. (laughs) (laughs) It just seemed sinister. But but it it turned out uh, not to be too bad for Friday. Well, good. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is by Larry Snyder, so we have Larry Snyder to thank. Thank you, Larry. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I had, I got through the grid pretty quickly, and then I had some mistake, and I could not find it. I was absolutely convinced that everything was right. Mm. And I was doing this quite late at night. And so uh, for seven down, ten Lizzie's, I had, the correct answer is model T's. Right. And I had model S's. M-O-D-E-L-S-S. Oh. <laughs> which makes no sense. No. Neither does 27 across. Um, my answer to it, it had high end, It has high-end steaks. I went for house cuisine because I was thinking about a house wine, and I was thinking a house wine might be pretty good. Oh. And so I decided that house cuisine would surely be good. Oh. <laughs> as opposed, which, but I knew there was something wrong there because 24 down was swimsuit portmanteau, and I had tonkini. And it's like, what's a tonkini? <laughs> and, but I, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just sort of struggled there for a bit. Uh, eventually, I looked up tonkini, and to my horror, because I don't like to find out the answer, right? I don't like to look stuff up. But I just wanted to confirm that it was tonkini, and it was tankini. Tankini. Tankini, well, I think it's like a, 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 a tan associated with a bikini, right? No. What? It's like a tank top with a bikini bottom. Well, that puts an entirely different, um, uh, uh, presents us in an entirely different light. <laughs> I thought it was a tankini, and I was sort of annoyed the fact that they had the word tan and kini. So it's like tan isn't, a, isn't clothing. No, no, but I think it's like a, a tank top. Short tank top with a bikini bottom. I see. <laughs> it all makes sense. So I take it you knew that. Yes. Wow. Okay. And you probably knew that a Tin Lizzie was not a Model SS. Yes, I did know that. Did you know that it was a Model T? Yes, I did. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so that would have saved me about 45 minutes on this on this mm. crossword. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, no, I, I knew that. Mm-hmm. So once again, my... my um, my opinion on this crossword has been slightly colored by my difficulty in doing it. Oh, uh-huh. But mm-hmm. I thought there were some other good clues. There were. There were a lot of good clues. I, I mean, clues that made you think. Like uh, 15 across. Longtime TV news colleague of Pelly Cooper and Whitaker. And I'm like, I know those people are on CBS News, so it has to be some famous news person. And I couldn't think who it was. And it turned out to be Stahl. Leslie Stahl. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I thought that was a good clue. 
right underneath that, I thought it was quite interesting. Prestigious award established after its founder purportedly read his premature obituary. Yes. Uh-huh. Nobel. Nobel, yes. That was a great group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even below that, uh, 22 across, Wentz the Phoenix, Pyre. Pyre, right. I thought that was nicely done. Uh-huh. Oh, and 10 down. Uh, so 10 down, it looks like windy location of myth, question mark. But you have to write that, read that as a windy location of myth. Right. And that was a labyrinth. That's right, yeah. That, that was a very good clue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. even, even two down, early number, question mark. You have to read, read as early number, and that's ether. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was quite good. I guessed at three down. Device used by a court reporter informally, steno. That's correct. Because they used to have, like, stenographers, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same, uh-huh. same route there. Mm-hmm. I did not know, uh, 23 across, queer identity whose flag is green, white, gray, and black for short. Arrow, or arrow, I'm not sure. How A-R-O, it's yeah. A-R-O. And it's just like, I think maybe I've seen that word once before, but, but not often. Mm-hmm. And as far as the New York Times... I must have seen it in an earlier New York Times crossword. Um, it does not show up as, so it is not a debut. Hmm. Um, but, and not that they have anything to do with one another, but I thought it was interesting that they had 23 across arrow and then 38 across, uh, let's see, that was sign of a sellout, SRO. Right. So we had arrow and SRO. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. think that's quite how you pronounce it. Um <laughs> 11 down, defunct health technology company that once had a $10 billion valuation, uh, uh, Theranos. Yes. And um, I just decided that you should never invest in a company that sounds like a Marvel supervillain. It does, doesn't it? It's like Thanos. Thanos, Theranos. Thanos is invested in Theranos, (laughs) and you should not. Yes. I like 21 down, occasion when one might choose truth. Slumber party. Right. That was cute. Did you know 31 across the sonnets to Orpheus poet Rilke? No. Ah. No, I did not. So there is something you don't know. I wondered. (laughs) We finally found it. Rilke. Okay, good. Rilke, yes. Uh, Let's see. That corner took me quite quite a while. It didn't take me any time at all because I just didn't have the right answers. (laughs) I was close, though. I was very close. Um, let's see, 45 across, singer Marie was Tina. Yes, I did know that. That sounded right to me. I didn't know for sure. And also 46 across, singer Michaels was Brett. Brett Michaels. I couldn't remember. You know, I was like, well, there was George Michael. Yes. But but I couldn't remember any, any Michaels. And then I got like, I think the... R and the T or something. I'm like, oh, it's Brett. I remember him. I wrote in, I think I probably had the B, the E, the T, and 40 down was a a liturgical chant, credo. Credo, yes. Um, I just sort of guessed. I thought credo meant sort of like your, um, oh, I don't know, sort of the beliefs that you lived by. That's creed. That's a creed. Well, I mean, you can have done and done so. Why can't you have creed and credo? <laughs> well, well I, you know, often I, I think the credo is the creed sung. Oh. Oh, okay. So, I liked six down. Question asked outside a bedroom. Are you decent? Yeah. I had, 
are you asleep? And then, <laughs> are you awake? Although awake didn't fit. Nope. And then it finally turned out, are you decent? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 29 down was quite good. Instrument that includes ranks and divisions. Pipe organ. Right. Now, you've played the pipe organ, right? I have played the pipe organ. Do you remember any ranks and or divisions? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What are those? <laughs> They're just the different um, um, different stops that you can that you can use. Ah, okay. Um, we'll just pretend that I know what stops are. <laughs> I mean, I know that stops are something to do with an organ, but that's as far as I as my knowledge extends. I think I think that's what they are. So, mm-hmm. all right. I I'm not really an organist. I've just played the organ a few times. So you play it playing an organ. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I see how that. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not a. I'm not an organist, per se, mm-hmm. but I do play the piano. Well, I thought that, apart from the part that I got stuck in, it was a fairly straightforward crossword. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Even that was... it did look a little scary. Though. Right. And that was by Larry Snyder. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, it is Friday, which means it's time for Fun Fact Friday. Do you have a fun fact for Fun Fact Friday? I do. Oh, good. I do. Um... We had a clue earlier in the week, the answer of which was Gonzo. Yes, I recall. I can't remember the clue now. Was it type of journalism? I think so. Yeah, Gonzo. So I wondered why they called it Gonzo. And I looked this up. This is on Wikipedia, but it says, The term Gonzo was first used in connection with Hunter S. Thompson, who is kind of considered the founder of Gonzo journalism. Okay, by the Boston Globe magazine editor Bill Cardoso in 1970. He described Thompson's article, The Kentucky Derby is Decadent and Depraved, <laughs> which was written for the June 1970 edition of Scanlon's Monthly as pure gonzo journalism. This predates the December 1970 debut of Muppet of that name in The Great Santa Claus Switch. Cardoso said Gonzo was South Boston Irish slang describing the last man standing after an all-night drinking marathon. Ah. He also said it was a corruption of the French-Canadian word gonzo, which means (laughs) shining path, although this is disputed. Another speculation is that the word may have been inspired by the 1960 hit song Gonzo by New Orleans rhythm and blues pianist James Booker. That sounds promising. The possibility is supported by a 2007 oral biography of Thompson, which states that the term is taken from a song by Booker. And there's a little clip. You can actually listen to the song. It's kind of unusual. Um but it doesn't really explain why Thompson or Cardoso would have chosen that term. But um, they do they do kind of um, both lean toward that being the, the origin of Gonzo, the song. Uh, according to Greg Johnson, who wrote a biography of Booker, the song title Gonzo comes from a character in a movie called The Pusher which in turn may have been inspired by a 1956 Evan Hunter novel of the same title. Keep going <laughs> so, back. I know. I it's think like it... every every genre, book, movie, song, <laughs> Muppet. No, not Muppet. Eventually you're going to find <laughs> Gonzo, a lesser-known character in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. But, 
but uh, but anyway, so I thought that was rather rather interesting. And and Thompson actually used the term in his novel counterculture classic Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He Mm. wrote, but what was the story? Nobody had bothered to say. So we would have to drum it up on our own. Free Enterprise, The American Dream, Horatio Alger gone mad on drugs in Las Vegas. Do it now. Pure gonzo journalism. Sounds like he was a little bit on drugs when he was writing that. Well, that's sort of uh, one of the things related to gonzo journalism. They sort of have a list of things that that you find in gonzo journalism, Hmm. particularly Thompson's. One of them is drug use. There's always subjectivity, immediacy, a blend of facts and fiction, dark comedy, a peculiar Lexus, some kind of sidekick figure, hyperbole or fantasy drug use, violence, digressions, and conspiratorial tone. I see. So that's what makes up gonzo journalism and why it is called such. Ah, Well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. All right. Well, before we wrap it up, we have listener mail. Oh. And this is from Randall. Uh Uh-huh. And Randall writes in to say, Thursday crossword comments. Hi, guys. Even though I am a well-educated, well-traveled person who lived and worked in Manhattan for 30 years, I, for whatever reason, have never ever heard in my 67 years on this blue marble the words Jake or Jape used in writing or in conversation. Well, I feel much better because neither, neither did I, Randall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the entire puzzle solved and had successfully figured out the trick, but there was one square that I couldn't make work. I eventually had to go through the alphabet, and when I tapped on the J for Jake and Jape, the puzzle solved. That's, a that's, a well known strategy. That's what I had to do too. So as always, this is proof that there is something new to learn every single day. We can't possibly know everything, even though it may be something that another person knew instantly due to a different experience and exposure. <clears throat> PG Woodhouse. <laughs> Thank you to the New York Times for providing the opportunity to add two new words to my lexicon, and of course, thanks to Gene and Mike for their indefatigable daily solving trials. Well, thank you so much. Yes. All the thank best, you, Randall. Randall, and sent from his iPhone. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, th- thank you, Randall. That's that's uh, very nice. And um, yeah, Jake and Jape. Yep. I think that should be a law firm. Jake and Jape. That's right. Or, or maybe it could be a a buddy buddy movie with cops. <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm Jape. Wait, which one of us is which? <laughs> Which is going to be the bad cop? Probably the bad cop would be. Oh, the the bad cop would have to be Jape, and the good cop would have to be Jake. Oh, you right. Think? Oh, I mean, just by <laughs> definition. So that's it. I'm starting a new television series. I'm going to start writing episode one tonight. Jake and Jape: The Origin Story. It all started in the New York Times, Thursday, February twenty third, twenty second, twenty twenty four. Crossword. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for that, Randall. And for anyone else who wants to drop us a line, please do. Yes. Crossword podcast at iCloud.com. That is it for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back again with our cutting-edge analysis of tomorrow, a.k.a. Saturday's crossword, tomorrow. Bye-bye.